to the Tender Nettle Podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about plants. So far, flowers. Not always going to be flowers. That's mm-hmm. just what it's been so far. We got chamomile. We got California poppy. All C's. And today we're going to talk about crocuses. It can be crocuses or croci. We're going to talk about crocus. They've been popping up. It's March. Actually, it's late March. March went by really fast. It's spring. It's the beginning of spring and the first flowers that pop up our crocuses and that's what inspired me to choose some for this week and I learned a new thing and that thing I learned is that um that's where saffron comes from is one of the crocuses yeah it's not the crocus that we have here but I actually I didn't know that either um saffron it's a crocus product I always assumed saffron was its own plant like I assumed saffron the spice came from plant that was called saffron but it's actually crocus um so we have had a lot of crocuses popping up everywhere it's all over instagram i feel like <laughs> everyone is really excited I was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah i feel like every time i open instagram it's everyone is posting pictures of flowers and the one that pops up the first is crocus yeah and so you mentioned that saffron comes from crocus mm-hmm. but it's not yeah i guess it's not every crocus no. How many types of crocus are there? I think there's like 90. Yeah, according to our good friend Wikipedia, there's close to 90 species. Um, sorry, I keep burping. You're so I just burpy. Drink a pe- <laughs> I just drink a peach hay yol in it. <laughs> um, we're having our first peach hay of the season today. We haven't had them since last summer. That's true. Um, anyways, yeah, there's close to 90 species. The genus itself, crocus, is the actual scientific name. Um, it comes from a Greek word, crocos. Um, and that comes from an Arabic word, which means uh, the mm. saffron spice. So um, saffron comes from one in particular. So they're all similar, but most of them don't produce the saffron threads. Yeah, exactly. Amongst these other different species, they're native from Spain, like across kind of in a belt to Greece and like Iran and up into Afghanistan and parts of China. Mm-hmm. Um, and they so. are also referred to being as like a light bulb because they kind of resemble one. The bulb? Yeah. No, not the bulb, but like the flower, like the petals. Oh yeah, I guess it kind of has that shape. I saw it referred to as being like a light bulb because the shape of it. Yeah, it's kind of like skinny at the bottom and turns into a big globe. Yeah. Um, So they do have the like that flower that looks like that. And then there's lots of different colors. Most of the ones that we see here are purple. Mostly like... purple. Um, Apparently all the colors re- represent different things. Like but... the different colors of the different crocuses? Yeah, so like white represents like very typical things like white represents like innocence and like purity and then yellow represents joy and like happy stuff because like things that you would associate yellow purple represents like dignity and pride majesty yeah like rich like (laughs) stuff that's why i only grow the purple ones yeah i'm a rich (laughs) crocus bitch (laughs) um i'm gonna make a music video call (laughs) with that name (laughs) Um, we actually don't have any crocuses. We um, don't in our yard, but yeah. we, we saw a yard recently that had them, like, all over their entire yard of purple ones. It was yeah. so pretty. I got really jealous, um, and I wanted to have that too, but I looked it up, um, and the crocuses that we have here, they're what's called a fall bulb, so that means you need to plant them in the fall in order mm. to have them pop up, mm-hmm. so it's too late for us now. Yeah. 
Maybe next fall. Maybe next fall. Because um, they bloom all like pretty much year round. Like there's ones that bloom mostly in spring, is most commonly known. I feel like, and then there's also ones that bloom in the autumn. Uh, yeah, you're. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, they bloom year round, but it depends on the species that you're talking about. So within a species, one species or cultivar of that species might bloom in the spring, and then another different species of crocus would bloom in the fall. Mm-hmm. So crocus. Yeah. They, there is another one that's like a lookalike to crocus. Yes. And I know the difference of it because we, we talked about stamen. Right. We talked about stamen a lot last week. We talked about stamen. <laughs> I didn't know what stamen was before, but now I do know. Mm-hmm. And so crocus have three. Yeah. So the, wait, the stamen to recap the male reproductive organs? Yeah. Cool. So, <laughs> yeah. The, like the part that you think of like being like the pollen, like the middle of the flower. Mm-hmm. They're like orange. Yeah. And then also in the middle of the flower is the, usually the female part as well. But mm-hmm. So they have separate. three. They have three. And then the lookalike has six. Yeah, so there's a lookalike that is called, it's called autumn crocus. Yeah. It's a common name. It, you said it has six, right? It has six. And it's poisonous, so you shouldn't eat them. We talked about the number of stamen mm-hmm. being a clue to tell apart different plants last week. Um, where with the poppy, they have an indeterminate number of stamens. So like with irises, they always have three stamens um and crocus is in the iris family so you'll be able to tell it apart from something like the false crocus which is a sort of lily type plant Mm -hmm. and those generally have six stamens and they're generally toxic yeah and (laughs) generally toxic um there's another one that's called the prairie crocus which is in the buttercup family so again i mentioned last time that there were three families that had lots of indeterminate stamens it's the poppies the buttercups and the roses the crocus the prairie crocus is a buttercup and so it looks like the crocus, but it has like hundred stamen in the middle. That's a lot. An uncountable amount of stamen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all <laughs> we should just rename our podcast "All Things Stamen." Just oozes stamen. <laughs> just dripping stamen. Ew, gross! <laughs> I don't like that. Um, okay, so that's how you tell it apart. Comes in different colors, mostly purple in our area, but maybe there's different colors. White, yellow. Yeah. And they. Yeah, and again, they generally bloom early in spring. But there's different ones. There's a lot. 90. And the one we're going to talk about mostly is the saffron crocus, because that's the one that I guess is most popular since it's used commercially. Yeah. So saffron is a spice. Aromatic, bitter if it's raw. So it's not one that you want to eat raw because it tastes gross. It's quite bitter. You have to soak it in hot water to really get it going, Mm -hmm. apparently. So one thing that it is used for is to make this um, traditional pastry that's mostly popular in Scandinavian countries. It's a saffron bun. Yeah, so it's just like a yeast-leavened sweet bun flavored with saffron uh, and cinnamon or like nutmeg, and it has either like currants or raisins in it, I guess depending on where you are getting it from. But yeah, it's shaped like a little S. And that is, like, a very, like, special occasion sort of thing because saffron is so expensive. It takes a lot to get the saffron, so it's very special. To have one of those sweet buns? Mm-hmm. Um, I had one of those sweet buns two winters ago. There was an exchange student living at my house, and he was from Sweden. We went to the Swedish cultural Christmas festival thing, and they served their mulled wine and saffron buns. Um, and my roommate was really excited to, like, show us to take us to have saffron buns yeah check out these fucking buns <laughs> um i guess they kind of 
cheat at it a little bit to make it more affordable by using turmeric because it gets a similar sort of yellowish color. So saffron is like a really popular, like saffron you think of the color yellow, like a very specific kind of tone of yellow. Yeah. Um, Because traditionally it was also used for dye, which would be so expensive actually to do. (laughs) A dye. (laughs) Regularly, yeah. Like monk robes um, were like considered the color saffron, but were usually not dyed with actual saffron because that would be, it's just like not super affordable um so turmeric is kind of alternative to get the similar sort of dye from saffron because saffron can also be used to dye stuff yellow but a lot of stuff in nature can you can use to dye stuff yellow yeah why why not choose the cheaper alternative yeah yeah i don't know i guess if you just have a lot of saffron you can dye it actually um the first sort of thing i found out about saffron was that um my parents went to Egypt in like the 80s mm-hmm. and I guess my mom bought this really tiny thing of saffron it's like a really special treat but the thing about my mom is that she never really uses the special thing so I found it when I was a kid this like a little jar of saffron that's uh-huh. from like 1985 it was a jar of saffron like a sealed it's really old yeah container. yeah I guess it was still good because it was dried probably but it's probably also still in my parents cupboard <laughs> I don't think she ever got rid of it, but I remember finding it and being like, what the heck is this? And my mom's just like, oh, it's saffron from Egypt. And I was like, oh, okay. It's (laughs) really old. I feel like given the price of saffron, it's probably more of something as like a collector's item Mm -hmm. for people here rather than an actual used item. I think that since most recipes that require saffron, it uses it in such tiny amounts that it is fine Mm -hmm. if you splurge a little bit on it. But yeah, have you ever bought saffron and used it? No, never. Yeah, me neither. I've seen it at the store in the little the plastic or glass cubes. They're either like a cube or a vial with a cork stopper in the top. Oh yeah, I don't know. I can barely even like justify spending the money on like six dollars on like pepper. So like, <laughs> why would I buy saffron? We, we went so many months without pepper in our pantry. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm like, oh, six dollars <laughs> for pepper. So I feel like we're not the sort of people who would we go out not. on a limb and buy saffron. No, no. So saffron, yeah, use it for buns, other stuff. It's good in like I don't know. There's lots of dishes that you can use it in. Very expensive, most expensive spice. But how how is it harvested? How do you get from the... Because it's not the petals. Yeah, it's not the petals, indeed. It's not the petals, not the leaves. That would probably make it much cheaper if it was just a huge part mm. of the flower. It's but not the stamen, either. Not the stamen. What, what the are we heck? What are we missing in the plant? What the heck is a fucking saffron? Do we get to do a new word this week? <laughs> what is... So what is the part of the flower? It's... That? part of the female reproductive architecture so so the main part of the flower that provides the saffron is the stigma the stigma is the usually like the tip of the female reproductive organ organ so the stigma is the receptive area of the female part of the flower that um it receives the pollen and the pollen sticks to it and that's how flowers usually make seeds um and in this case that tiny part of the flower is snipped um and then dried and that is saffron can that so if they snip off that part of the flower does that make it not able to make seeds so yeah it would make it not able to make seeds if you snipped it off before it collected any pollen but in this case it doesn't actually matter um all of the crocuses that are of this species the saffron species um are actually 
they're actually sterile. They can't make um, fertile like, pollen. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how do they make more of the flowers? Yeah, so in order to make more of the flowers, they have to take the bulbs from the ground and divide them up at the end of the year and then replant them. So I was reading, and each bulb, usually you'll plant it in the ground, and after the growing season, it will have formed about 10 different small bulblets. So from one <laughs> year, you can make you can make 10 um, I think the botanical technical name is not a bulb. It's a corm. So they're cormlets. Cormlets. <laughs> Little corms. Um, and you then could take those and divide it. So you could probably multiply the plant by 10 every year if you were really mm. successful. So it can't do its own seeds, but you just it just makes more bulbs? Yeah, so that's how it would spread. And probably because of that, it can't spread naturally very far. Yeah, I was reading that the saffron ones are only cultivated now. There are none in the wild, and I guess that's why. Yeah, that's probably why there's none in the wild. It would be really hard for them to... There are some plants that only reproduce that way, but it's hard for them to travel across long distances. And yeah, since it's just that tiny part of the flower that's snipped, um, that's why it's so expensive. It's really labor-intensive, and it takes about 50,000 hours to collect one pound of saffron. Um, and I read that one worker in 40 hours can collect 150,000 pounds, uh, 150,000 flowers. So that's roughly three pounds. So three pounds of material in 40 hours of work. Not very much. No, yeah, that's such a tiny amount. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like I, I said, it's the most valuable spice. Uh, yeah, I was reading that, like, a pound is, like, $500, roughly. It could be a lot more. It depends on also the... I guess, quality of the saffron, because it could be, like, low-quality saffron. But I was also reading that some merchants could, like, coat it to make it, like, heavier yeah. in oil or, like, honey or something to make it so yeah. that it's worth more it's, just by the weight. They call it, like, adultery problems <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the crocus <laughs> or with the saffron. So, yeah, people might dip it in honey or oil or something to make it heavier by the weight. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they'll snip the part underneath the stigma which is the part that produces the saffron um and include that with the saffron so it increases the weight but it's not actually increasing the part of a material that has the scent and the properties mm -hmm. um and sometimes people will just fake it and mix in other things all together and say it's saffron some people will use beets other flowers like safflower um, which yeah are cheaper yeah i was reading that um sometimes it's mislabeled as being safflower which is a completely different plant and not at all the same, but sometimes mm -hmm. people try to sell it like safflower as being saffron, but it's not the yeah. same thing. The most wild thing that I read that people try to mix in um, and call it saffron is horsehair and shredded paper. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they'll have some actual saffron in there, but they'll just like put like slip some horsehairs in there, yeah, so like you're filler. not really paying attention. Yeah, uh, yeah, just because I guess yeah, it's so expensive. But... Seems like a lot of work to go down to the ranch and get horse hairs. Gotta do what you... You don't actually have to do that at all. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that is interesting how it is. Very expensive, very labor-intensive. I guess, like, a kind of tricky thing to get. Um, so I also wanted to talk about the mythology a bit. Um, so crocus, I didn't actually know anything about crocus really until I chose it just because I've seen it like all over. It's like the season where it's popping up, but there's some mythology about it that I had never heard of before. So it's in like classic, uh, Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. There wasn't like a super detailed story about it. I looked up a few sources and mostly they're the same. Um, there's a different few like versions of it. So the first version 
is there's a mortal man who was having a love affair with a nymph um, named Smilax, which is not a super pretty name. Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. Smilax? Smilax? It just is not. Smilax. Smilax? It's not a very good name. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was, like, unhappy in it, so then the gods turned him into a flower, which is honestly, like, I don't really get it. Like, so he was like, oh, you know, not having a good time in this relationship, and they're just like, oh, you know what will solve all your problems? Being a fucking flower. (laughs) So, like, I don't know why that is a solution. Wait, was the nymph a flower? They also turned Because Smilax isn't a flower as well yeah they also turned her into a flower afterwards oh so they're like you know what you be a flower you also be a flower maybe like that would keep them away from this each other because they can't problem <laughs> there are also versions where apparently like instead of him being unhappy in it then she actually got bored of him um so she turned him into a flower to get some like peace and like be like uh-huh. oh, you know you're just, like too into me i'm gonna turn you into a flower so there are a few different i guess variations of the story um about it but yeah the solution in the end is to turn them into a flower so his name is crocus and then he got turned into a crocus and so that's how that's that's the name beliefs the greeks believe that crocus was created yeah and then there was also a different version that he was friends with hermes which is like a more known sort of figure in greek mythology he's the runner right the messenger yeah and um but then crocus was accidentally killed in a game of discus. <laughs> Wait, like... Like throwing... Is like ultimate frisbee? Yeah, it's like, ulti- yeah, it's like ultimate frisbee. Um, so he was accidentally killed when they were playing this game, and um, so then Hermes felt so bad that he turned his body into a flower. Also a solution to... You know, like, every problem you really have is you can just turn them into a flower and then it's fine. Mm-hmm. All the versions pretty much end the same with Crocus being turned into a flower. If you're turned to a flower, which one would you want to be? Well, it's going to be a new flower. Oh, I guess so. What would it look like? Um, pretty plain and simple. Something that smells nice. Something with lots of stamen. <laughs> Something with so hundreds many stamen. Hundreds and hundreds of stamen. <laughs> Dripping, cracked open um, well, I wish we'd stop talking about plants that have so much stamen. <laughs> it's not a good word. Well, then we can talk about stigmas, too. Yeah, stigma. I'll be a plant with a big, receptive stigma. That you cut off and put in your food. Another thing is that it's also associated with a lot of, like, love, because it was also known as being an aphrodisiac. Like, if you ate it, it would make you be a lover? Yeah. Or a better lover? Who's to say? (laughs) I don't know. That was another thing I read about, is that it was known as that and used for that. It was also used in some herbal medicine, but, yeah, mostly culinary use for for saffron. I guess um, we should get out there eat some of the crocuses before they all go away. Let's not do that. I was reading, okay, so most recipes that use saffron require such a tiny amount of saffron, but if you ate seven to eight grams, it can kill you. It can be toxic in large amounts. Seven to eight grams. Seven to eight grams. I did the math on this before, and apparently that is usually the size that they sell it to in the store is 0.02 grams. So that's, that's a lot of It's a It's a ton. It, it is a <laughs> fucked up amount. But it is, it could be toxic, it could be lethal in a large amount, which is something I also did not know. I didn't know a lot about saffron. I learned some stuff. Anyways, that's crocuses. Purple. White. Yellow. Worth their weight in gold. Or more, (laughs) even. Because they're more expensive than their weight in gold. (laughs) That is is true. (laughs) Okay, we're done. Goodbye.